0: Hi, everyone. Welcome back again to the Dialogue Now podcast. So, as you know, we've already spoken to a couple of experts what's happening during COVID. And today I'm speaking to a domain industry leader in the engineering FMCG essentials sector commodities. Right. So we have Mr. Tarun Sani, the vice chairman and managing director of Triveni Engineering and Industries Limited. Thank you so much for being here today with us, Tarun.
1: Lovely to be here, Devya. And to spend some time with you this afternoon.
0: Yes, obviously, as everyone knows, this is social distancing recording, so we're doing it on our in our own houses, and we're all safe during COVID. To sort of just kickstart the episode, Tarun. Um, Obviously, uh, commodities, essentials, these are things that are required during COVID-19, right? People need sugar, which is one of your biggest sort of products of your industry. So um, what has been your take in that? Is it that suddenly you see that the demand is increased or the demand has decreased? What's actually happening in the sector?
1: Right. So, uh, you know, one of our our larger businesses is the manufacturer of sugar, and then, of course we we use the the byproducts to generate electricity and large quantities of alcohol and ethanol. But sugar being in the central commodity uh, and impacting fifty million farmers across India, it's been vital that that industry continues during this period of lockdown under of course the strictest measures and precautions that have been taken by the industry in association and partnering with local government. And of course, farmers and and other people that we interact with in our supply chain. So we've seen uh, the production continue. We've seen dispatches to the large consumption centres across India. India is the largest consumer of sugar. Last year, it consumed almost twenty six million tons of sugar, largest in the world. Wow,
0: that's a lot of sugar. <laughs> it's
1: it's a it's a substantial amount of sugar. But we have one point three billion people. billion mouths to feed so that's that's quite substantial as well Um, but over the last six weeks we have seen a reduction in terms of demand large portions of demand are met by industrial customers I would say approximately 60 to 65% of monthly consumption is by industrial customers these would include your beverage manufacturers uh, such as your Pepsi Colas, Coca Colas, right. etc. You have then uh, uh, your your local sweet shops. So that's the entire spectrum, and you have biscuit manufacturers. Um, you even have pharmaceutical firms that buy sugar. So there, you know, sugar goes into a vast variety of sectors. And you've seen that with with non-essential sectors which have closed their their factories and closed down production. Their demand, of course, has petered. Um, right. You still have the demand at the Kirana stores because people have to go out and buy their food and fruits and vegetables, etc. They do buy their sugar at that time. But the factories that are producing the biscuits, the Coca-Colas, etc., the drinks, that has seen a, a reduction in demand. Of course. And I think the important factor over here is that they lost demand, especially with respect to FMCG goods, uh, will not be recovered very easily over the remainder of this fiscal year, uh, and 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 it will just be a lost opportunity. And I think one will have to just sort of grit um, and bear it, uh, and and move on. The other notable point to mention is that during this COVID crisis, a lot of medical professionals uh, and and actually the social media has been a a, a big cause of uh creating this this concern has you know they, they've talked about not consuming cold drinks ice creams etc because covet is, is a flu and yes um, and, and <laughs> there's the cons- been a
0: lot of fake news on that and even you know so don't read newspapers it might give you COVID. don't don't consume something it might give you covet yes
1: you're, you're right divya you know it's it's uh, it's creating this kind of worry uh, whether it's founded in in medical certainty uh, or not is a subject that I want to avoid but the fact that 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 it has been out there on on social media um, in such a in such a large way it has had a big impact on on that industry and therefore on 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 the consumption uh, of sugar. So, uh, a slightly long-winded answer to your question.
0: Yes, no, but very helpful to sort of sort of break it down because when, as a consumer today, I think of sugar, I'm probably thinking of, hey, how much sugar am I consuming as a personal level? Or, you know, how many cakes and bakes am I eating? To be honest, but you don't realize on uh, the larger scale on supply on the industries that it may impact. Because, uh, you know, obviously the demand has been cut down. But um, I want to take a point from what you said. You said that obviously it is still an essential commodity at some level, right? You still need sugar in your day-to-day. So that means there is some movement across your industry right now. But how has that been hampered? And how is sort of you dealing with it? Because it's not, obviously you can't digitally give products to people you know we we don't have drones to deliver for example so uh, what is what has been the hamper in this area the supply chain operations part
1: excellent question divya so from a supply chain perspective i'm going to cover two portions of it first thing of course is that when you're running large-scale industry dealing with so many people you have a large number of consumable items okay that's part of your your supply chain so the the uh, lime um, PP bags, for example, other chemicals, lubricants, etc. You know, to get that to factories has been a challenge. And the only way we have managed to smoothen it over, I would say the first week of the crisis was a real challenge. And since then, systems have been put into place that have allowed a, a fairly smooth operation. And the real partnership has been between industry and government, both state and center. Uh, I have to say that in North India, the government of Uttar Pradesh has done a remarkable job in terms of facilitating a movement so that there won't be worry at the end of uh, farmers and as well as the sugar industry. So they have really played a very proactive role. But when we turn to the dispatch of sugar to the main consumption centers across our nation, there again, both the center and state have played a pivotal role in saying that sugar is very much an essential commodity and the movement of it, either by trucks or by rake, by by railway transport, should not be hampered at any point in time. So the railways themselves have allocated special um, train loads for sugar to be moved across the country. There has been an ease of access for even trucks to move uh, across the country loaded with sugar. So that of course we've seen, we've seen happening. Demand might have come down, but the movement of sugar as a commodity across the country, uh, it, 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 it's, it's happened. It's happened uh, bearing in mind the precautions that each state government is taking uh, in terms of checks, etc
0: that That's great to know that you know there is movement um and you know that that that's the whole point like I think nobody realized a pandemic like this would hit, but if it does, how do you cope with it? How does each industry cope with it that's that's the critical learnings I would say tell me this also uh, correct me if I'm wrong i think sugar uh India's sort of the fourth largest exporter of sugar, right correct. Correct. So, that means obviously export would be hit. Um, what about the cargo flights? What about all the sugar that was supposed to be exported? How much has that hit the commodity sort of essential sector when it comes to exports in general? What do you see the future for that? Because I don't see um, internationally things opening up that quickly.
1: So, a good question, devya So, you know, India has not necessarily always been a net exporter of sugar. In the last few years, we have had a export promotion program uh, as we have this year. And initially there was some concern about the operation of ports. Sugar being a bulky commodity, usually gets exported on, um, on sea vessels, um, whether it be through container or through break bulk. And the primary ports right. would include Mundra, Ghandla, Mumbai, Mushakapatnam, um, Chennai, for example and we've seen over the course of the last five to six weeks that these ports have pretty much opened up. So yes, there is a substantial backlog. However, these ports are functioning anywhere between 50 to 70 percent of their their capacity. Uh, they, are, they are maintaining mm-hmm. high levels of proportion uh, and therefore the full capacity levels have not, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're some way away from returning to 100 um, percent capacity. but. Sugar will go out. Uh, two days ago, the government of India signed a um, a pact with the government of Indonesia to export 200,000 tons of sugar for the Indonesian requirement. So you know there there has been progress on all fronts. You know um, feet are moving, boots are clicking. Where where we're making inroads. We had a target of export of six million metric tons for this year. Will we achieve it? No, we won't. But we will. And uh, we will come close. We will be between 4 and 5 million, which is very creditable, given the fact that we have a massive crisis on our hand.
0: Right. Uh, just for everyone, we're recording this podcast on May 1st of 2020. So this is where we are at right now. Um, so that means essential commodities as a sector, sugar, there is movement, there is light at the end of the tunnel. It is sort of uh, getting that government back up. Um, people are still sort of, it's a moving sector. You mentioned in the beginning of the podcast, obviously, Triveni has a large engineering uh, you know, aspect to it as well. That, obviously, the government would have shut down.
1: Correct. So, uh, our engineering business is in uh, our water business and projects business is based in North India, out of Delhi, and uh, gearing and, and defense business is based in, in Karnataka. And we've seen um, that these businesses, of course, were clearly shut down all the project work that we were doing across uh, north and central india was completely shut the labor was disbanded and, and we made sure that they safely and securely went went home and those projects uh, are yet to start um, our offices okay. uh, have opened up ever um, in, in a reduced capacity people have been working at home so there's been a lot of proposal work a lot of engineering work a lot of design work and development that has been happening in our, in our water business. In, uh, in our gear business, we opened up um, at a 50% capacity um, level two weeks ago. Uh, we received permission okay. from the state government to be able to do so, and I think that was a very progressive move by the state government of Karnataka. Of course, we had to um, prove the security measures, the SOPs, to local government. Uh, and we have taken every single precaution, right from transportation, to entry, to dealing with machines, to um, regular sanitization, to personal protection, etc., to ensure that whoever is coming in uh, maintains the highest levels of safety and security for themselves, their families, and for everybody working in the business. So we are seeing those levels sort of crop up. 50% is better than zero. Having said that, I think we need larger industry to come back into force. But, but let, me, let me just say that the pain of, of these last five or six weeks will certainly be felt over uh, certainly Q1 of this fiscal year, but also going into Q2 of this fiscal year. Uh, and, and, the win, and we will need export markets to certainly open up uh, to allow us Uh, to be able to get back onto a growth track because without that without the opportunity for us to visit clients without the opportunity for us to uh, make those marketing visits there's only there's that much that you can do as an engineering firm remotely and we've certainly done that we've tested those boundaries we keep pushing at it Um, we've done commissioning remotely as well you know uh, and that's something that we never thought that we could do but when you're trying to get new business and build up order booking, you're going to have to make some of those trips. Not everything is going to happen on a, a WebEx meeting or a Zoom call, etc. Uh, so, you know, there, there there are some pain points uh, in the future.
0: So, Taran, um, now that you've, you know, already started that point, I'm going to expand on it and ask you a question there. So that means, obviously, um, some reforms are to be seen. There is a lot of digitalization that is required on many sectors in India. India is a rural country, right? It's a developing country. Not a lot of businesses and sectors really uh, decided to put their money in in digitalization or say getting Citrix or getting these softwares and cloud systems. And also because it's maybe not even possible, especially at the grassroots level with farmers and all. Um, especially, okay, now even say your alcohol, you know, uh, from you're converting distilleries to make sanitizers. That's a form of reform, right? So, what all reforms do you see um, in sectors such as yours, especially at the grassroots level? Because tackling a pandemic like this and seeing something this is one of a kind. And the one thing that you've seen is sectors which are working digitally, working seamlessly, are performing better than sectors which cannot.
1: Uh, A lot of this has happened because we've been able to embrace um, digital transformation very, very easily. So in the sugary business, for example, there is zero contact um, at any point of time, Mm -hmm. no contact whatsoever. Even a farmer bringing a cane, the smallest farmer that has to bring a cane on a bullock, his, his cane on a bullock cart does not touch physically anything or anybody on his way to deliver the cane and then go back home we've ensured that he gets his payments he gets his payment receipts he gets everything through his phone any phone um, which has an sms service if you have of course more sophisticated phones which you'll be surprised most farmers actually do uh, they can oh, do wow. even more <laughs> they can, they can thanks
0: to geo <laughs> uh,
1: well, well thanks to the the telecom industry and, and, and providing uh, um, reasonable instruments but but that 's the level of adoption technology adoption that exists today doing farm surveys, etc. All of these things can be done without physical interaction, maintaining social distancing so that's a big, uh, a big move that we 've seen, and that adoption happened very, very quickly, very quickly, and we were supported uh, from a regulatory perspective by the state government in making that transition. In just a matter of a few days, uh, on the other hand, it is our responsibility as a uh, as an Indian corporate uh, as an old Indian corporate to really come to the forefront and to do things that 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 help citizens of the country to help uh, local communities etc and It took us a grand total of five days to convert part of one of our large distilleries into a Uh, hand sanitizer plant, or actually it's a mass sanitizer plant. It can be sprayed as well. We started off making approximately 2,000 liters a day. We ramped that up. Today we stand at 10,000 liters a day. We're going to be doubling that capacity in a few weeks. We're going to have various different types of SKUs going. In in the next two weeks, we'll have multiple types of SKUs. We'll have um, um, products that that can easily be sprayed, products that can be easily used at home. uh, and, and in a variety of um, fields, and this uh, you know has really happened overnight because there's been a willingness, not just of the management team but also of the people that are physically making this sanitizer and packaging it and doing the marketing to do so with great urgency because they feel this huge sense of responsibility. So you know, when we came up with the concept of germ care, which is the brand name of our of our sanitizer, I, I okay. found that there were a lot of people, even from our corporate office, that said, listen, uh, you know, we're at home, where we're finding that we can do a lot of work from home, but we do have some spare time. Can we get involved in the marketing? Can we get involved in digital distribution? Can we get involved in product design and packaging, et cetera? Uh, and, and we've seen a lot of people within the organization uh, become very creative all of a sudden and, and help out in this brand new initiative which then goes out and helps the country. And our focus has been for the month of April that all this sanitizer, the bulk of it has been actually just, just given to NGOs, given to local government, given to hospitals, um, free of cost.
0: Amazing. So you're effectively like creating jobs within your own organizations as well for your employees, which is fantastic. That's a kind of a reform.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, during this COVID crisis, we've actually generated employment for 250 people.
0: Oh, wow. That's amazing. So, um, just sort of sidetracking a little bit, of course, you know, you're an industry expert. You've been uh, sort of in, you know, working sort of engineering commodities as essentials. But as a person right now, if I had to ask you, what would you say, you know, would you feel is one of the sectors you're slightly worried about? Like, because of covid what are we seeing as will be a trickle down effect and what are a couple of things that in india and in some companies that you know you feel like okay no uh, this would probably be business of the past it would not be able to become a business of the future
1: i, I see uh transportation uh to be totally different especially right um, air travel i see that to be almost Permanently impacted with levels of safety and security in place. Uh, one has been uh, reading about the restrictions that have been placed in the United States for air travel, etc. I'm sure that when um, when that opens up in India, and we are, are, are a big user of air travel, of course, because you know our people need to travel to meet their customers, to come back, transportation, etc. Uh, happens through air freight, etc. You know that is going to be a sector that is going to be very seriously impacted. Uh, you see other uh, right. entertainment, for example, is going to be um, very seriously impacted. Um, and, and, and 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 shopping, discretionary spending, fashion. These are things, you know, when when you're um, when you're in lockdown, you don't have the need to 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 acquire these things. And, you know, yeah. there, there's going to be cascading effects for these industries, textiles, example, etc. Yeah. So you know, uh, uh, I, I feel the pain for a lot of these sectors. Uh, I know many people uh, in these sectors, and it's and it's going to be a, a fairly rough ride, and things may change um, forever, frankly speaking, in terms of how they do business, and it's going to be about an ability yeah. to transform. In fact, in some respects, the post-COVID world is going to be, or rather, the next decade is really going to be one for uh, a new level of innovation of taking existing business models and and converting them uh, into something that uh, that 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 your customers view as as safer more predictable uh, easier to deal with and those are going to be parameters that people will need to incorporate into their strategies and into their planning exercises
0: right so um you know gearing towards sort of the end of this podcast we we've discussed uh, uh you know the need for essentials the 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 way sugar is still moving how helpful the state government has been you know especially in north india um we've we've discussed how you can reform things like alcohol into sort of uh you know sanitizers so there is a lot happening. You're wearing many hats right now. So if I had to sort of ask you, um, you know, it's now been around a month and a half of lockdown. It may uh, extend today. Like I said, we're on 1st May. Um, what, if, what would you say your critical sort of learnings have been during this pandemic? You know, what are your thoughts on this as a person and as an industry leader?
1: Uh, I would say before uh, the 21st, 22nd of March, I would, uh, you know, we social service as a concept in, a, in, in our country, um, despite our um, very rich and very long history, is something that
0: uh, right.
1: not everybody has participated in. But we've, I've seen that it has really transformed the way that people view doing service for others. And right. I think that's a, that's a yeah. great positive. It's a great uh, learning. Uh, you almost experience. see a
0: community being built. You know, people helping each other, and sort of a, that community vibe that COVID has created. I have
1: to say, I feel very proud to be an Indian at this point. To see how people have come together. We, you know, we have we have a lot of issues. We've got 1.3 billion people. You know, we've got a lot of history and heritage that 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 we need to deal with and tackle in 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 in, uh, in our day-to-day existence. But uh, for for just pure existence we've seen people come to the forefront we ourselves come to the forefront to try and deliver um um, something to people that are that are really in need
0: right this is really good to hear sort of like a positive note that we can end this podcast on but um thank you so much Tarun, for taking our time and you know, giving a breakdown of what this sector is up to, what are what are the reforms that are you're already seeing, you know, within days uh, trying to be digital, or uh, no contact for a farmer, that, that's just splendid. To hear that something like this can exist in rural India today obviously has to give hope to so many other industry people who may be hearing this, which feel that, you know, we don't possibly have the capabilities of going digital. But say, uh, if a rural India farmer can have almost a digital way of working i feel like anyone in the modern world should be able to adapt and this is the time to adapt
1: vivia thank you very much it's been a pleasure talking to you today
0: thanks for tuning in in today's episode hope you enjoyed it this is divya from dialogue room don't forget our podcasts are also available on spotify geo google and apple Podcasts. just write dialogue room and follow us thank you